Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next hour, I'm going to give you the latest entertainment news on Nick Cannon, Jesse Smollett, BTS, Drake, Justin Bieber, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. Hey, Dad, your prescription will be ready in just a minute. Hey, Dad, your laundry will be ready in just a minute. Dad? Your lunch will be ready in just a minute. Hey, honey, why don't you take a minute? When you help care for a loved one, you give them as much time as you can. But it's just as important to take time for yourself. AARP can help. Find free care guides to support you and your loved one at aarp.org slash caregiving. That's aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. At age 30, Carissa finished her high school diploma. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, you can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. For those fortunate enough to help the person who has always been their hero, find the care guides you need to help at aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about it, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way it will give you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you like the show and you want to know more about us, make sure you follow us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at uh, that that's entertain one that's t-h-a-t-s entertain and the number one you can also follow me on twitter at stiletto 14 stiletto like the shoe s-t-i-l-e-t-t-o and the number 14 also if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories give me a call the call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number one that's 347-637-2656 and press the number one also, um, right now, the current temperature in the NY is a cloudy and cold 42 degrees. Uh, before I get started with the first story of the day, I want to give a shout-out to all my listeners out there. My listeners are the ones are very important to me because they're the ones who've been here from the very beginning, who supported the show, who's been here from day one. Thank you for continuing to listen to the show, and thank you for hanging out with me once again on this Wednesday afternoon. So how has everyone been? How your week been so far? Hope everyone is doing great. Hope you're doing fine. Uh, right now we got 17 more days before Christmas. Can you believe it? 17 more days. And, you know, with the the time change and the, you know, getting darker quicker, it seems like the days are going by quicker and faster before you know it. So uh, 
It's just going so quickly. But uh, again, how is everyone? Um, this week we got a lot to talk about as usual. This week we're going to be talking about uh, Nick Cannon. You know, um, Nick Cannon just recently, um, you know, he has a talk show and he talked about he just shared the heartbreaking news that uh, his five-month-old son, Zen, died Sunday from uh, brain cancer. Heartbroken, so heartbroken. We're going to be talking about that this week. Also this week, uh, Jesse Smollett, you know he's uh, in court right now for uh, the alleged uh, attack that he they alleged that he made up about him being uh it was an anti gay attack on him and uh uh now we're getting a, a scoop of what's going down in the courtroom so far what was being said the whole a little bits and pieces of what's going on in the courtroom with that case we're going to be talking about that also BTS shout out to all the army out there well, our boys are have been working so hard. They've been doing back-to-back concerts, performances. Uh, they just got off a win, uh, winning three American Music Awards, and also just recently three People Choice Awards. They're now going on a hiatus. I'll tell you why. And uh, also what they plan to do after they come off the hiatus. And also some also news for the Army, who we all love BTS. We just found out they did the, they're now on Instagram, so I'll tell you more about that. Also, um, comedian, I mean, I'm sorry, comedian, <laughs> Canadian rapper Drake, uh, has withdrawn from this year's Grammy Award nomination. Uh, I'll tell you uh, what the reason might be, even though he doesn't give one. And also, uh, Justin Bieber has finally decided to perform in Saudi Arabia, Arabia even though um, many people are urging him to cancel the show due to the ongoing suffering of the Saudi people. And that's just some of the stories we're going to be talking about this week. Uh, if you, again, want to know more about the show, make sure you log in right here on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, log in. It's free. All you have to do is just log in and listen to my show as well as other shows here on the network. Also, make sure you follow us. Again, like our show page. Follow us on Facebook, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram as well. So let's get started. Um, Atiri Nick Cannon shared some heartbreaking news with his talk show audience on Tuesday. Uh, Cannon revealed that his five-month-old son, Zen, died Sunday following a battle with brain cancer. The entertainer made the announcement on his uh, daytime talk program. Cannon told told the audience of how um, Zen a tumor grew rapidly, and he said that they knew that the time was before uh, he started choking up and had to take a pause. They knew that he was going to get break down and get emotional. Uh, you know, um, some of the studio audience at the Nick Cannon show seemed to realize that, uh, you know, he was he he he, was, he tried to keep it together, but you know he he broke down a little bit. And Zen, whom um, Cannon welcomed with uh, model Alyssa Scott in June 
was diagnosed with a brain tumor um, with fluid building up in his head. Uh, the illness quickly escalated around Thanksgiving, and Cannon, whose show is recorded here in New York City, went to California to see his son. He said they went to the ocean together on Sunday, and Cannon then got into his car to go to the airport to return to work, but had the vehicle turn around so he could spend more time with Zen. Uh, Cannon uh, dedicated his whole show yesterday, Tuesday, to his son, Zen. Uh, Zen was Cannon's seventh child and his first with uh, Alyssa Scott, Alyssa Scott's first child. She also has, uh, he also has two kids each with uh, Mariah Carey, Brittany Bell, and Abby Della Rosa. I tell you, there is nothing worse than losing a child, especially that little, that young. Um, you know, we, we, we talked about how we made fun of uh, Nick Cannon about how he's out here, got all these children out here, and, you know, he just had two babies this year, young baby, and one of, one of them was Zen. And we talked about, you know, how he, uh, you know, he said that was no more children for him, that he was going to be monogamous. But um, just to hear that these, that his son had passed away like that is at five months old. At five months old, and he shares some pictures of his son um, in his er, when you know in his earlier uh, the earlier months when he was brought into this world, and then during the later times when his you could see that his head was getting a little large, and he said that it just started. They just noticed that he had a cough. He um, he kept coughing. He wasn't breathing right. So they said, you know, maybe we should just check out, you know, see he might be having some kind of sinus issue. And uh, the doctor said, oh, yeah, this is definitely an emergency situation. And they went to operate, but apparently it just, um, the tumor was just getting bigger. And the, the fluid that was in his brain just wasn't able to drain out. And um, as quickly as it was supposed to, and that's how they knew um, he had this this cancer. But it's so sad, and you know, it's never it's it's you know, for a parent to lose a child again, especially that young, it's it's heartbreaking. And a lot of people was like, why did Nick come in? I mean, you know, why did he come back to New York? Why did he do a taping? Why did he even do a show knowing that his son just passed away? But he said uh, today, actually, uh, this morning on his Wednesday show, that he felt the need that he had to come in because it helped, you know, keep his mind off of the sadness. And even though he's not over it, don't get it twisted, but, you know, it helped keep his mind off of the sadness, you know. So he had to come in and do what he does best, you know, to try to make people laugh and, you know, try to smile even though he's dying and sad inside. But um, I have to give it to him. That was very brave of him to share that news and to actually come back to New York to to even just talk about it, you know. And um, it was just sad. It's, it's just never, never good when you lose a child. Never good. I don't care if they're five months old, if they're 
40 years old, it's just never right time, never good when you you a parent when a child when a parent loses a child. Um also this week, uh Jesse Smollett on Tuesday uh repeatedly denied that he staged a racist anti-gay attack on himself for publicity, telling a prosecutor as the trial near its end that there was no hoax on his part and that the two brothers who testify against him are liars. Now, lawyers for the former Empire actor arrested their case shortly after Smollett finished a second day of testimony at the Chicago courthouse on charges he lied to police about the January 2019 attack. Prosecutors said they had no other witnesses to call, and Judge James Lynn scheduled closing arguments for Wednesday. On Monday, Smollett called the uh, um, uh, uh, Osandario brothers' testimony that he paid them $3,500 to carry out the fake attack, 100% false, and describe how he was the victim of a hate crime while walking in his downtown Chicago neighborhood. He also testified that the $3,500 check to uh, Abibola Osandero was for meals and workout plans because he was trying to get toned for an upcoming music video. And under cross-examination by Special Prosecutors Dan Webb, Smollett said that Tuesday that a few days before the alleged attack, he picked up Abibola Ansodario in his car to go work out and that the Ansodario brother, Alabingo Ansodario, came along. Now, Smollett denied the brothers' earlier testimony that they drove around together, circling the area where the alleged attack occurred three three times as part of a dry run for the fake assault. He said circling the area was not unusual behavior for him and that he called off the plan to work out because he didn't want to work out with Alobingo Asundario, whom he hadn't invited along. Smollett, who was claimed throughout hours of testimony with his defense attorney Monday, seemed to grow more irritated during his exchange with Webb on Tuesday, at one point telling the veteran prosecutor that he doesn't understand the social media app Instagram. Webb cross-examination also revealed that some inconsistencies in Smollett's testimony, including about whether he sent private messages to confirm the timing of the alleged attack and whether his attacker were white, as police said, Smollett told them. And when Webb asked Smollett if he sent private messages regarding the timing of the fake attack to uh, Ababola Osandario using the app on the night of the alleged attack, Smollett responded that, saying, quote, there was no fake attack and denied sending the messages. After Webb showed Smollett four messages that Smollett sent Ababola Osandero that night while the actor was at the, an airport because his flight home to Chicago was delayed, Smollett told Webb, quote, if you say so, sir. Uh, in the final message sent at 12.41 a.m. on January 29, 2019, or about 90 minutes before the alleged attack, Smollett told Osandero that he had finally made it made it home and that Smollett testified he was sending the message to arrange a workout session, not a fake attack. 
Smollett is charged with six count of felony disorderly conduct for making what prosecutors said was a false police report about the alleged attack, one count for each time he gave a report to three different officers. The Class 4 felony carries a prison sentence of up to three years, but experts have said if Smollett is convicted, he likely would be placed on probation and ordered to perform community service. Um, The members of BTS are taking a big step after announcing their hiatus. After revealing on Sunday that the group is taking time to recharge, each member launched their own Instagram account. J-Hope, Jimin, Jen, Jungkook, RM, Sugar, and V previously shared posts from their official BTS account, but now they have um, an individual Instagram that they can use to communicate with fans. As of Monday evening, each pop star already has more than 15 million followers, but fans shouldn't worry. The members are clearly still committed to the band as they only follow each other and their official group account. BTS, who recently earned a 2022 Grammy nomination for Best Pop Duo Group Performance for the single Butter, informed their fans on Sunday that they would be taking an extended period of rest after competing their upcoming shows. The temporary break marked the group's second hiatus since 2019. Their management group, Big Hit Music, said in a Twitter statement saying, quote, we would like to inform you that BTS is planning to take a second official extended period of rest since their first in 2019 after they complete their official schedule event of BTS Permission to Dance on Stage LA and the 2021 Jingle Bell Tour. Jingle Ball Tour, excuse me. The statement also mentioned that this will be the first time that the band will get to spend the holidays with their families and loved ones since their debut. Fans won't have to wait too long to see the K-pop group return. The statement teased an upcoming album and concert in Seoul as part of the boys' band's new chapter. And again, the um, superstar K-pop band BTS announced that they work. They are going to take an extended period of rest after their upcoming show. Uh, the rest time announced in the tweet on Sunday is the group's second one, and um, they said that they worked through the COVID-19 pandemic and they achieved a lot of dazzling results during that time, which cemented themselves as top global artists. Um, and again, this break is extended to allow them to have a chance to get re-inspired and recharged for creative energy. And um, you know, I know a lot of fans are they with selling the fans that to you know try to respect that, respect their privacy at this time. And a lot of fans were over, overwhelmingly supportive of this upcoming hiatus. Uh, one fan wrote in a tweet saying, quote, uh, OMG, I'm so happy that they be they will be able to spend some time resting and having fun with their families and friends. This is so amazing. I'm so happy for them. They deserve this so much. They've been working so hard. Rest well, my loves. And others encourage them to rest and only come back once they feel ready. Wow. Um, I'm a BTS fan, and I guess you can say I'm part of the Army, too. Um, 
you know, I kind of figured this was going to happen way before they even announced this because I was like, these these young men work so hard. They had this big concert, four shows. They've been uh, appearing, doing these performances. They got off the win of three American Music Awards and uh, also the uh, People's Choice Awards, which we'll, I'll be talking about next. And they've been working so hard. They uh, did the the Butter remix with Megan Thee Stallion, and they just been doing so much. They, you know, they had their show BTS Run. They had their little um, reality show BTS in the Soup. So they've been doing a lot of stuff this year. And um, for me, you know, it's quite interesting how um, they hadn't had a break, hadn't spent time with their families for Christmas since 2019. So all last year during the pandemic, they were working during this time last year. So, yeah, it, it was it's it's due, and and I kind of expected. I was like, wow, these young men work so hard. I think they're going to go home and just relax and take it easy and just enjoy the holidays. So good for them. And again, as I was mentioning, it's it's been a triumphant year for them. Um, they have won several accolades and various awards. BTS. Uh, the they also again, like I mentioned, they won the American Music Award. And then now, yesterday, they took home three trophies in music categories at the 2021 People's Choice Awards. Uh, they went. Uh, it went down live from Santa Monica Barker Hanger, and it's a, they announced that BTS, BTS won the group of 2021. Uh, they also won. They also bagged the award for the song of 2021 and the music video of 2021 for Butter. And trailing behind with two trophies was Olivia Olivia Rodrigo. Um, the she won two awards for the album of 2021 for Sour and New Artists of 2021. The fans voted award show also saw Lil Nas X being named the male artist of 2021 with Adele becoming the female artist of 2021. The Tuesday night event was also special for Christina Aguilera, who took home the PCA First Ever Music Icon Award. And as for Blake Shelton, he won the Country Artist of 2021, edging out fellow nominees like Carrie Underwood, Dan and Shay, Casey Musgrave, Kane Brown, Luke Brian, Luke Combs, and Miranda Lambert. Other musicians who received awards at this year's People's Choice Awards were the uh, Kid Leroy and Justin Bieber. The pair snagged People's Choice for the collaboration song of 2021 for their hit joint single, Stay. Bad Bunny, on the other hand, nabbed the Latin artist of 2021. And uh, Canadian rapper Drake has withdrawn from this year's Grammy Award nominations. According to Variety, Drake asked the Recording Academy to take him out of the consideration for two awards for an undisclosed reason two weeks after the nominations were announced. Drake had been previously nominated for Best Rap Album for Certified Lover Boy and Best Rap Performance for Way Too Sexy featuring Future and Young Thug. Drake previously 
criticized the Grammy Awards after the weekend. A fellow Canadian star was not nominated following the success of his album After Hours in 2020. At the time, Drake said it would be a good idea to start an offshoot award ceremony. And this is what uh, Drake wrote on on his Instagram story, saying, quote, I think we should stop allowing ourselves to be shocked every year by the disconnect between impactful music and these awards and just accept that what what once was the highest form of recognition may no longer matter to the artists that exist now and the ones that come after. It's like a relative. You keep expecting to fix up, but they just don't change their ways. The other day I said, the weekend was a lock for either album or song of the year, along with countless other reasonable assumptions, and it just never goes that way. This is a great time for somebody to start something new that we can build up over time and pass on to the generations to come, unquote. The 2022 Grammy Awards will be held on January 31st at Crypto.com Arena in Los Angeles. Justin Bieber has finally decided to perform in Saudi Arabia. However, the Peaches hitmaker chose to remain silent on his performance on social media as many urge him to cancel his show due to the ongoing suffering of the Saudi people. On Sunday, December 5th, the 27-year-old crooner hit the F1 Grand Prix stage, which took place at the Jeddah Karnish Circuit. Uh, in videos surfacing online, he appeared to be quite excited about the show. For the event, he sang several of his songs, including Deserve You, Somebody, and Hold On. Now, Justin didn't fly to Saudi alone. The uh, singer who rocked a uh, Balenciaga red jersey and matching pants was accompanied by his wife, uh, Haley Baldwin. The 25-year-old catwalk beauty was masked up and wearing a hat, seemingly trying to go uh, incognito. Uh, Prior to the show, Justin was urged to call it off. On November 21st, the yummy hitmaker was publicly called out and ads plastered on drive-by billboards that were seen cruising around the Microsoft Theater in Los Angeles, California, where the 2021 American Music Awards was being held. Justin was put on blast as his image was seen next to the Saudi Crown Prince, Mohammed bin Salman. The ad also called for the Cold War water artist to end the alleged association. One ad read, Bieber, your Saudi boss murdered journalist, do the right thing, cancel. Uh, in the meantime, another stated, quote, it's not too late now to say sorry, don't sing for Saudi Arabia, Arabia's dictator. A separate message continued to blasphemous saying, Justin don't, Justin, don't be a pawn for Saudi killers, unquote. The public call-out came after Human Rights Foundation Chairman Gary uh, Kasparov and CEO uh, Thor Halvorsen issued an open letter to Justin in which they begged the singer to call off his gig as a symbol of solidarity with the ongoing suffering of the Saudi people. They also cited that the country's barbaric treatment of the LGBTQ plus community and women in their message as the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia has been accused of multiple human rights violations in the past. 
And uh, the movie winners at the 2021 People Choice Awards have been unveiled at the ceremony, which took place on Tuesday, December 7th. At the end of the night, Jungle Cruise, Black Widow, and uh, Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings came out as the big winners in movie categories based on fan votes. The Disney Fantasy Adventure film successfully bagged two awards for Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who was named the Male Movie Star of 2021 and the Male Movie Star of 2021. Uh, the wrestler turned actor also received the Honor- Honorary People's Champion Award. And Black Widow bagged the coveted movie of 2021 title as the uh, the character depictor, Scarlett Johansson, was voted as Female Movie Star of 2021. Another Marvel superhero movie, uh, uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, was named Action Movie of 2021, while his lead actor, Simu Leiu, uh, was uh, voted as Action Movie Star 2021. Ryan Reynolds' Free Guy took home the comedy movie of 2021, although the, con- the Canadian hunk lost the male movie star title to Johnson. Cruella won the drama movie of 2021, while Luca nabbed the gong for the family movie of 2021. Also bagging one award that night was Kevin Hart as the drama movie star of 2021 for his role in Fatherhood. The uh, annual fan voted award show spans 40 categories and honor numerous forms of entertainment across movie, television, music, and pop culture. It was hosted by Kenan Thompson and aired live on NBC and E simultaneously from the Barker Hangar in Santa Monica, California. Uh, right now we have here uh, 28 minutes after the hour. Uh, coming up, uh, we're going to be talking about West Side Story. Apparently, it is the latest Hollywood movie that doesn't pass censorship in the Middle East. Also, uh, Erica Badu has fought back at critics of her age gap with her fiancé. Also, Tom Holland is, uh, just uh, gave the news what his next upcoming role is going to be. And uh, also, I'll give you the winners of in the TV categories of the 2021 People's Choice Awards. And uh, season 14 of RuPaul's Drag Race will bring viewers something new. All those stories and more coming up in the next half hour, so don't go anywhere.
Tune in to That's Entertainment, the number one source of entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, right here on Block Talk Radio. got 26 minutes left remaining in the show. That was the latest from Post Malone featuring The Weeknd called One Right Now. Before we went to the music break, I was telling you about West Side Story. It's the latest Hollywood movie that doesn't pass censorship in the Middle East. The musical romantic drama film will not screen in six Gulf countries, including Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, uh, Qatar, uh, Bahrain, Oman, and Kuwait because it featured a transgender character. According to the Hollywood Reporter in Saudi Arabia and Kuwait, where censorship is considered the strictest, the film wasn't granted a release certificate. As for the remaining countries, local censors in Bahrain, Oman, uh, Qatar, and the United Arab Emirates requested cuts that Disney and the 20th Century Studio refused to make, so the film will not screen in those markets. While no specific reason was given for why West Side Story was banned in those countries, it is known that homosexuality is officially illegal across the, the Middle East. The Steven Spielberg-directed movie featured on the LGBTQ character Anybody's, who is played by non-binary actress Iris Menace, the film will still be released in other parts of the Gulf. Prior to this, Disney Eternals also fell foul of the censors in the Middle East. The superhero movie was banned in Saudi Arabia, Qatar, Kuwait, Bahrain, and Oman over intimate scenes and a same-sex romance. West Side Story is slated to open in the U.S. theaters on December 10th. And Erica Badu has fought back at critics of her age gap with her fiancé after introducing her partner, Deron Atkinson, who is reportedly 23 years her junior. The singer-songwriter questioned why people feel the need to mention her age when stories are being written about her or, or, or other women over 30 years old. Uh, taken to her Twitter page, The Love of My Life, an ode to hip-hop songstress, asked, on Monday, December 6th, quote, why every time there's an article about a woman over 30 that journalists mention the age? Coming to her defense, one follower replied to her saying, quote, that's because you don't look 50. Who's writing the story? Years ago, a person 50 years young was 50, not far from the nursing home for some types. To me, 50 is just the beginning of middle age, which is 60 in my opinion. Just think what they're going to write when you're 70 plus, unquote. Another supported another uh, person supported Erica, saying, "Quote: We know what they are trying to say. It doesn't matter what they're trying. You are doing it. You you are doing and doing it well." And a third fan said, "Quote: They are trying to put your age out there because what you're doing is amazing, but at that age, it's just unheard of. There are too many stipulations on age, especially for women. Keep your head up, queen." Unquote. And another person says, because they have no respect for us and our craft, period. Disrespectful and desensitize us about our health, live fast, die young mentally. And someone also blasted the critics while the, another person said that uh, they think we are washed, uh, washed after 30. They don't have a clue of the golden nuggets after 30, unquote. 
Now, Erica introduced her partner on Instagram on Saturday, December 4, amid engagement rumors. Uh, she, you know, it's unclear how long Erica and Jerron had been dating, but their picture together stretched back to 2018 on his Instagram page, meaning that they had been in each other's life for quite a long time. Now, uh, can we talk? You know, the famous uh, comedian Joan Rivers used to say that, may she rest in peace. You know, like I said, there's always a double standard when it comes to women and for older women or middle-aged women. It's all right for for a middle-aged man to date a 50-year-old man to date a 27-year-old woman or a 25-year-old woman, but when a a middle-aged woman dates a, a young man in his 20s, Everybody it got something to say. And I'm like, this, do you? And you know what? To be honest with you, surprisingly, I was talking with a couple of friends recently, and one young man said that he prefers older women. He likes dating older women, and he's a 20-something-year-old man as well. There's a lot of young men that prefer dating older women. And they, the critics and um, the people on social media were 100% right. They think that after a certain age, after 30, you're washed up, you're no good, you're a hag, you don't have the sex appeal, the looks anymore. That's not true. And you heard me say on the show time and time again that when a woman reaches a certain age, don't don't feel that old because I'm middle aged. I don't need to wear heels anymore. I don't need to uh, dress up anymore. I don't need to look my best because I'm old now. You're old as you feel. I always say, and you, you know the cliche, age is nothing but a number. It's how you feel, how you carry yourself. You feel gorgeous. You feel beautiful inside. It's going to show on the outside regardless of your age. And I always tell women that when you reach a certain age, don't don't dress up. You you know, I know a lot of us can't wear the heels anymore, but you know, always look your best. Even if it's going to the corner store, always try to put on your best. Don't let people think that you over the hill, oh, you know, you're done. Uh, you know, always look your best. Wear that pretty jumpsuit. Change your hair color. Wear those heels, you know. And and that's what I was saying before about how I had admired the late Cicely Tyson because even though she was 90, she always looked her best. She always wore color. She always, She didn't look like she was 90. She never looked like she was past a day over 50 in my book because she always kept herself nice, she always dressed nice, and we as women got to continue, you know. We have to continue to look our best because people feel that we're done after we're past 30, and that is, that's far from the truth. That is far from the truth. Also, uh, this week uh, we're going to be talking about... Um, uh, before when we went to the music break, I was going to mention that um, Tom Holland, um, he will 
next learn to sing and dance for his upcoming movie. The actor, best known for his portrayal of Peter Parker in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, has confirmed that he will play legendary actor, singer, dancer Fred Astaire in an upcoming movie for Sony Pictures. The British uh, thespian revealed that his next acting gig during a press event for Spider-Man No Way Home in London on Sunday, December 5th. The 25-year-old said he hadn't read the script yet. The confirmation comes a few weeks after Spider-Man producer and former Sony chief Amy Pascal said in a recent profile for GQ that she wanted Holland to play a stare in the forthcoming biopic. Other details about the Astaire, uh, Fred Astaire uh, biopic are currently unknown. A representative for Sony tells Variety that the project is still in its early stages. Spider-Man No Way Home opens in theater in the U.S. on December 17th. And the TV winners at the 2021 People's Choice Award have been fully revealed, uh, taking place again on Tuesday night at the Barker Hangar in Santa Monica, California. The fans voted award event honored people in Hollywood entertainment industry, including the TV department. Loki, Grey Anatomy, and Keep It Up with the Kardashian led the winners with two awards apiece. The Disney Plus Marvel show won the show of 2021, edging out fellow nominees including Cobra Kai, Grey's Anatomy, Law and Order Special Victims Unit, Saturday Night Live, The Bachelor, This Is Us, and WandaVision. Additionally, Loki star Tom Hiddleston was presented with the award of the male TV star of 2021. As for Keeping Up with the Kardashian, the longest-running reality TV show was named the reality TV star of 2021. Khloe Kardashian, meanwhile, received the honor of the reality TV star of 2021 for her appearance on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Grey Anatomy also took home two awards that night. The TV series snagged the award for the drama show of 2021 and the female TV star of 2021 for his star, Ellen Pompeo, who plays Meredith Grey on the hit medical drama. Also among the winners were Never Have I Ever, which was named as the Comedy Show of 2021. The Voice won the award for the Competition Show of 2021. Outer Banks star Chase Stokes nabbed the award for the Drama TV star. Um, and winning over Norman Reddus and Angela Bassett and Mandy Moore. As for the comedy TV star of 2021, the award went to Selena Gomez for her appearance on Only Murders in the Building. And despite controversy, the Ellen DeGeneres show continued to prove itself as the top show as it won the daytime talk show of 2021. Meanwhile, the Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon received the award for nighttime talk show of 2021 with JoJo Siwa named as the competition contestant of 2021 for her appearance in season 30 of Dancing with the Star, despite not winning the season. Netflix hit show Squid Game was also honored at the event winning the binge-worthy show of 2021, and as for the sci-fi fantasy show of 2021, the award went to Lucifer. And season 14 of RuPaul Drag Race will bring viewers something new. For the first time in the popular show history, a heterosexual, cisgender male contestant will be competing alongside other queens for the $100,000 grand prize. 
Maddie Morphises, who hailed from Fayetteville, Arkansas, is the first male contestant that identified himself as straight. Announcing his casting, Maddie wrote on Instagram over the weekend, quote, the game is on, and I'm excited to officially announce that I am a contestant on season 14 of RuPaul Drag Race. The game will never be the same. Hashtag Drag Race Season 14, sashay onto VH1. Also competing in the upcoming season are Alyssa Hunter, Angeria Paris, Van Michaels, Bosco, Adeya Betty, Deja Sky, Jasmine Kennedy, Georgia, Georgia, June, Jam, June Jamalaya, Carrie Colby, Cornbread, Jay, Jet, aka the the snack, uh, the snack, um, Lady Camden, Orion, Orion Story, and Willow Pill. Those names are really creative, right? And prior to this, the U.K. version of the RuPaul Drag Race included the franchise's first cisgender woman, uh, Victoria Scone. Uh, However, she identified herself as a lesbian. The move seemingly is in response to criticism of the lack of diversity on the award-winning show. The franchise has also included trans performers such as Peppermint in Season 9, Got Milk in Season 13, as well as Kylie Sonique Love, who came out as the winner in All-Star Season 6. Season 14 of RuPaul Drag Race is set to premiere on WOW Presents Plus on January 8th, 2022. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break, and I'll be back with the last remaining stories of the day, so don't go anywhere.
That was the latest from Adele called Oh My God. Right now we we have about 10 minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last remaining stories of the day, uh, new black history will be made on the Great Wide Way next year. Brittany Johnson will take over the role of Glinda in Broadway smash musical Wicked beginning February 14, 2022. The 31-year-old actress who's currently performing as Glinda Standby will make history as the first black actor to assume the role of the good witch full-time. Wicked, which tells the origin story of the witches from The Wizard of Oz, has been a box office hit since first opening at Broadway's Gershon Theater 18 years ago. Uh, since its 2003 debut, the Stephen Swartz Creative Musical has been performed in over 100 cities in 16 countries. And according to Playbill, it's the fifth longest-running production in Broadway history. The Washington, D.C. native first made history with the musical when she portrayed Glinda in 2019, marking the first time an actress of color played the part on Broadway. Christian Chenoweth, who originated the role of Glinda when the production first had even give Johnson her blessing. Johnson has also appeared on Broadway in Motown, the musical, and Beautiful, the Carol King musical. Wicked reopened on Broadway on September 14 and canceled performances last weekend due to the detention of positive COVID-19 test results. Netflix is still in business with Dave Chappelle. The in-battle comedian has been announced as a headliner of the streaming platform. Upcoming Netflix is a joke, the festival lineup, despite igniting controversy within the LGBTQ plus community. Jokes made it's his jokes made in his uh, latest Netflix stand-up special, The Closer, uh, had been considered transphobic leading the company's employees to stage a walkout in October in protest. The five-time Emmy Award winner self-described as being on Team Turf, an acronym for a trans-exclusionary radical feminist, has remained unapologetic but agreed to meet with activists at a time and place of his choosing. The, com- uh, the uh, comedy festival will take place from April 28th through May, 9- uh, May 8th across more than 25 Los Angeles venues, including Dodger Stadium, Crypto.com Arena, formerly Staples Center, Hollywood uh, Palladium, the Forum, the Hollywood Bowl, the Greek Theater, and the Improv. Chappelle is among a lineup of more than 130 comedians, including John Mulaney, Chris Rock, Amy Schumer, and Kevin Hart, as part of a next spring Netflix is a joke, the festival event. Jerry Seinfeld, Larry David, Pete Davidson, Ray Romano, Amy Poehler, uh, Bill Burr, Chelsea Chelsea Handler, uh, Conan O'Brien, David Letterman, and Dion Cole are also in the lineup. Wanda Sykes, Sandra Bernhardt, Bob the Drag Queen, Eddie Izzard, uh, Joel Kim, Booster, Judy Gold, Margaret Cho, Sam Jay, and Marshall Warfield will take part in the Greek theater-hosted standout and LGBTQ plus celebration. The schedule for the event is mostly finalized with additional show details from selected performers awaiting confirmation to be announced ahead of the festival. Some performances will be recorded and released on Netflix in full at a later date. Highlights will also be available on the Netflix is a joke series XM channel and on its social platforms. Tickets for all festival events will go on sale December 10th at www.netflixisajokefest.com. 
And days after being dumped by CNN, uh, in-battle broadcaster Chris Cuomo announced Monday that he was stepping away from his Let's Get After It radio show, too. Uh, the, he said that the, uh, the way his time at CNN ended was hard. Uh, Cuomo began the farewell letter to SiriusXM. He posted it to Twitter on Monday. Um, the 51-year-old Queen's native ethics came on the fire last week when documents released by the state attorney general office claimed he had used his influence as a journalist to help his brother, former Governor Andrew Cuomo, combat numerous sexual harassment claims. The younger Cuomo has since been accused of sexual misconduct himself. Cuomo said he's grateful for the support the satellite radio station have given him, and he also thanks fans who have continued to support him. CNN cut ties with its primetime star Saturday, announcing his termination was affected immediately. Last Wednesday, after first being suspended by CNN, Cuomo told his serious XM audience he plans to move forward while the cable news channel investigative process ran its course. And Mr. Big has spoken. Sex and the City actor Chris North has broken his silence regarding the long rumor feud between fellow co-star Sarah Jessica Parker and Kim Cattrall. Um, adding to the fervor, the beloved actress who portrayed liberated sex pot Samantha Jones in the popular HBO series publicly swore off appearing in the new spinoff, and just like that, North described the fallout as sad and uncomfortable. In a new interview, the Law & Order alum admitted he has absolutely no idea why Cottrell chose not to reprise her role as the scene-stealing character. He told The Guardian before adding, Quote, I liked her. I thought she was marvelous in the show. Some people moved on for their own reasons. I don't know what hers were. I just wish that the whole thing had never happened because it was sad and uncomfortable, unquote. The 67-year-old Madison Wisconsin native had his reservations about returning as Carrie Bradshaw, longtime love interest, Mr. Big. The actor currently starring on the CBS crime series The Equalizer was unsure if the infamous character should return because he thought he had reached its end on, on end of his arc. However, Sex and the City showrunner uh, Michael Patrick King changed his mind. Diehard fans of the Darren Star creative series will get a chance to see how the new storylines affect old characters when, and just like that, begins streaming December 9th on HBO Max. And uh, what happens in Vegas is staying in Vegas, at least when it comes to battery charges against the baby. The charges against the rapper born Jonathan Lindell Kirk has been dismissed, according to TMZ. The misdemeanor case stemmed from a driver in Sin City who alleged that the bop singer roughed him up in November of 2020. The baby denied wrongdoing and was prepared to fight the accusation. Uh, instead, this 29-year-old performer paid his accuser 7500 and compiled with a lawsuit Vegas court order to resolve the matter. The case was reportedly dismissed with prejudice and cannot be revisited. The baby celebrated his 30th birthday on December 22nd. His past controversies include slapping a female fan at a 2020 concert in Tampa, Florida, when she tried to take a close-up photo with her cell phone. He also falsely said in a concert in July that HIV-AIDS will make you die in two to three weeks and asked audience members to hold their lighted cell phone in the air if they weren't affected with such a virus. 
And Travis Scott has issued his first legal response to the numerous lawsuits against him following his deadly Astro World Festival, which resulted in 10 people killed. In the court documents, the sicko mode rapper asked the court judge to dismiss the suit. On Monday, December 6th, the 30-year-old rapper and his attorney filed legal documents to respond to various lawsuits naming the rap star as a defendant regarding the tragedy that took place in Houston in November that left 10 people dead and hundreds injured. In the filing, Travis and his company, Cactus Jack Records, generally deny the allegation made in the lawsuit against him. The response also stated that they respectfully request that the claim against these defendants be dismissed with prejudice. The statement added, and that these defendants be granted such others and further relief, both at law and in equity, equity uh, to which they are entitled. Travis and his company are being represented by law firm O'Melveny and Myers, Yetter Coleman and Tribble Ross in the 275 lawsuit that named him as a defendant. Meanwhile, Rolling Stone reported that in their own responses, Live Nation, its subsidiary Scoremore, Harris County Sports and Convention Corporation, and several of the festivals promoted denied all allegations against them. These defendants, however, didn't ask for their dismissal. The new legal de- development came less than a week after half of the victim's family turned down Travis' funeral course offer. Well, that's going to do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Have a great week. Make sure you stay safe, stay warm, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care. <laughs>